ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 44th episode of WT Fada. My name is Namacental John, and I am joined by my partner in crime, the man, the myth, and the essential Ron. Oh man, I'm that's I'm very touched. Very touched. I feel uh, even abused. Uh, I know my place, and I accept it. Yeah, you know it's it's not a uh, it's not a competition, you know. But I, I did win, and I feel like it's important <laughs> to just point that out. Let's <laughs> say it's easy to say up there on your high horse, man. You know, it's not a competition, but I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sad. Uh, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, you know, it's been nearly a week since the governor of Massachusetts kind of laid out his reopening phases and I still don't know where I stand. I have not heard a single word yeah. from my company. Mm. <laughs> not one, not even like a, Hey, this is what's happening. And you know, we don't know where we fall. So stay tuned. It's just silence. You should probably remind them that you work there. They might have forgot. Yeah. I feel like you just started Maybe. and then this uh, <laughs> all happens. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Nick, mm-hmm. my buddy Nick, right, grew up with. I mean, he, he's the one that's working there for a couple of years and kind of introduced me to that place and got me a job there. So, you know, I talk to him every now and then and just be like, hey, I haven't heard anything. I mean, am I just like on the outs because I'm new? Like, just yeah. inside info, but he's kind of in the same boat as me. No idea. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I don't know about... That's okay. Yeah. I mean... Uh, are you... Well, I don't know. I mean, of course you want to go back to work. Because of the like benefits of it. And also just to get yeah. out. I mean, I miss the structure. Yeah. But I also don't miss being somewhere for like, you know... A, eight, nine, ten hours a day where I'd rather not be. Right. Not that I didn't like the job, but, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I feel more control of my shit now. Yeah. But at the same time, it's weird because everything's fucking closed. Yeah, I know. You know, I'm like, all this free time, I'm like, man, I could, like, I could be living again. You know, I got my life back, but, like, there's no life to go live. No. <sighs> man, it's such a weird weird situation and like all of these like tentative little baby steps towards reopening and stuff it's like and and also the question of like are are people jumping the gun you know is this happening too uh-huh. quickly um because it feels like the numbers just started to go down so it's like all right well i guess we're good to reopen and it's like well wait a minute like should we wait for the numbers to be gone first like down numbers means that there's a chance that it spreads more when we reopen, I don't know. It, it just, it's fucking, I don't know. I yeah, like I don't know, man. I don't know where I stand with it because, like, you know, we can see a decrease in numbers, mm-hmm. which is great. But, I mean, this thing started all with one person. So, unless this thing's completely eradicated, you know. It seems like it could just we, ramp up again. Yeah, unless we have a vaccine that we get everything squared away with i mean as long as one person still is walking around with coronavirus 
it just seems like it could just happen again. Yeah, it just wind up in the. Which is what they're predicting it. anyway. Yeah. Right. You know, from what I hear, it's like a prediction of a second wave. Yeah, but I think like I, I feel like the idea of a second wave is contingent on the fact that we're deciding to reopen. Where it's like, if we just were like, nope, we're not going to reopen. We're going to keep roughing it. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we could get rid of it completely. And then reopen. And then we won't have a second wave. But it just seems like we just start impatient. And I understand there's like a lot of things wrapped up in that. There's, you know, there's people that can't work from home, but, but uh, you know, can't be out in the field like you you know so it's like that's 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 a tough i that's a large segment of the population that is suffering under the weight of this thing right now you know and i i understand why we would jump the gun to reopen for that it's easy for me to say it should stay closed when i have a job that i like can still perform while this is happening it's easy right. for me to say that. Um, it's a tough situation. Yeah, man. I'm just gonna ride it out, go with the flow, and I mean, I don't know anymore. Yeah. All I know is I don't have it, as far as I know, and I don't think anyone I know has it anymore. You know, I know a few people that got it, but as long as everyone's healthy and everyone's safe. Mm. You know, I'm like still like just trying to go out and go outside and not like isolate myself too much. Yeah, just try to enjoy life. Try to enjoy the present moment. That's always difficult. Yeah, it's been it's been beautiful out lately. Mm. I mean, yesterday was cloudy in the morning. You know, I uh, play. I went out, played a little basketball. It was cloudy. It was chilly, and I somehow still caught a sunburn. My Irish huh. skin never stood a chance. Yeah. Well, but. I'm, I'm going to say, uh, you know, so this week, just segueing into, you know, your comment of your Irish skin, I, I just want to say that the 11% listenership in Ireland, in, in, in Dublin, Ireland. So that's fucking great, guys. Thank you. Um, that means a lot to us. Um also, we jumped back up in the UK, so thank you to UK listeners, We're back up into the 2% listenership from there. <clears throat> WT Fada crossed 500 plays, and then the following day we were up to 521 plays. That's really, that's, this is all Incredible. great shit. We sold merchandise uh, via ron-iii-art.redbubble.com. If you go there, you can check out um the wt fauda collection we sold a bob lazar space pimp sticker which you know that obviously has to be the first thing we sell that's fucking great love bob (laughs) he's not weird at all um (laughs) and yeah man i i it just it's been a very encouraging week for wt fauda and uh we we thank everybody that's uh being kind enough to join us and uh you know Listen to what we have to say because you know what we, me and John, we are. Let's be honest. We're 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 nobodies. We, this isn't like this isn't like Ethan Supley 
starting his uh, 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 American Glutton podcast after being an actor for years and years and years, you know. He's yeah, already no, like, we're not like Zach Braff and Donald Faison. No, we don't have that. I mean, we're not fake doctors. I mean, we could try to be, but we are real friends. We are real friends, yes. Well, I mean, that's it's a, easy to pretend. Wait, hang on. a shout out to their podcast. Hang on, wait a second, John. I know how to fix this. Ready? I'm a doctor. Are you? I can be. Just say you are. I am. Fake doctors, real friends. <laughs> That's a nod to their podcast, the name of their podcast. If you haven't checked it out, Ron. Yes, it's called Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Yes, I should check that out, man. There's so many, there's so much good content. I think, you know, being able to hear other people be themselves, and then having this where it's like I'm being myself and sharing, and you know feels like I'm, uh, like, I don't know, I'm just being who I am in front of everyone. It feels very intimate to me instead of the, you know, you go out in public and you kind of put on a mask, you know, you're like, oh, I'm this, you know. But this is like, it's easy to forget that there's people listening to us, so we just kind of act the way that we act. It feels very good. Yeah. Um, well, it's, uh, you know, especially now, it's the outlet for expression is very limited. Hmm. So having this as an outlet, it's therapeutic. It's sure. nice. Yeah. And we've been ta- tackling like a lot of fun, kind of a lot of fun subject matter and stuff. Um, I don't know. It's been it's been a good time for the show, at least this week. Um, very exciting. Uh, also, wanted to just say uh, I watched been watching uh some dave Chappelle stand-up comedy and uh i hadn't seen sticks and stones yet and uh the dude's a master he's so good at what he does he he's fucking, hilarious he fucking kills man <laughs> he and he makes it look so goddamn easy <laughs> really yeah dude he's been around for a long time yeah i mean i've watched him I watched, like, a little bit of the Chappelle show when it was on when I was younger. But I knew him a lot from uh, that movie Screwed, which is, like, him mm-hmm. and Norm MacDonald and Danny DeVito. Um, I don't know if I've seen that one. It's pretty good. Um, actually, I think when I brought up... When we watched Duplex and the Cable Guy, I think I brought up Screwed and... Oh, I think you did. And what was the other yeah. one? Oh, Death to Smoochie. That there, those yeah. are like those are other movies that conceivably take place in the same universe as each other. You know, the same type of humor. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I knew him from that and that movie Half Baked. Um, and then I had never actually like sat down and just watched his straight up stand up. You know, um, and I was. I think a few years ago he came out with a couple of them that I sat down and watched. Yeah, he's very funny. And he just, he, he reminds me a lot of, of uh, George Carlin, just the way that he, um, the way that he thinks about society, you know? Because uh-huh. um, Carlin used to do that stuff. He'd always surprise you. He'd lay out, like, his thesis, you know, and then 
by the end of it, you were like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and flawless logic, <laughs> yes. Yeah, but makes sense. Always surprising, always funny. Um, and then this morning I watched, uh, I was going to see it in theaters, but, you know, that can't happen. Um, yeah. So I guess they decided to release it on Netflix, but I watched the movie The Lovebirds, um, which was like, oh, no, why did I do this to myself? Shit. Um, Camille Nanjiani? Did I fucking ruin it? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Did I, did um, I ruin it? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was him and um, the girl in it. I'm going to look her up real quick because... Issa Rae? Issa Rae? I don't know how you pronounce it. I don't really know her from very much. Yeah. Yeah, Issa Rae. Yeah. And I, I think I'm right. Kumail Nanjiani. Uh-huh. That sounds right. That sounds okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, I watched The Lovebirds. And um, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. It's funny. They were going to release it in theaters, and then they were like, no, we got to release it on Netflix. And then they released it on Netflix, and I was like, this feels more like a Netflix movie than one you would see in theaters. Um, uh-huh. not to say that Netflix movies like are bad. It's just that Netflix will green light like anything. Um, and it feels like they don't give many notes. They're just like, Oh, well it's content. Cool. You know? Um, so yeah, it, uh, it was all right. It was okay. Yeah. yeah. That dude, he, uh, the first thing I've seen him in was Silicon Valley. You ever watched that show? I've heard of it, but I never actually sat down and watched it. Dude, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I haven't really seen the recent seasons, but yeah. I, I watched a bunch of the early stuff, and it was really good. I believe, He's wicked funny in it. I believe that Silicon Valley is um, Mike Judge. Am I yes. Crazy? Okay, yeah, so the, so the guy that did Office Space and King of the Hill and Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> there's, this, there's this scene where they're, they're working on like a really serious project, and they kind of get sidetracked being like... I forget exactly how it goes down, but I think they make a joke about how many people you can jerk off in like a certain amount of time, and then they just go through this whole scientific breakdown, and I'm like, on like how many people you can jerk off in like a certain amount of time. It's just, it's dude, it's so funny. A, it's been like two or three years at least since I've seen that episode, but just the whole premise of it was just fucking hilarious. I feel like there's a ton of variability there. They were like, if you go like this technique, you do this many at this amount of time. It's just, oh man. You gotta check it out. It's a really good show. <laughs> this sounds more like an episode of Mythbusters. It's <laughs> just like Carrie Byron. <laughs> show us <laughs> how many can you do in a row? Jesus. You know what I like about her? She's smart, funny, beautiful, and just like like a goofball. You know. It's like the whole thing. Wasn't there some um, controversy over her in that show? Did something go on? I don't think so. I never heard What's that. What's her name? Carrie Byron. It says Carrie. Car- yeah. K A R I B Y Ron. Uh. 
Yeah, maybe it wasn't. No, I don't. Yeah, wasn't crazy. I since I I know they left since that she left the show and whoever the fuck, Tori Belushi Belushi. I don't know who that is. Yeah, Tori. So they were like salary salary renegotiation. Yeah, that's what that's all it was. Yeah, um, yeah. No, she she's still so talking about Netflix. They did a thing called the White Rabbit Project, which was her and Tori and Grant Demi. Oh God. Fuck, I'm so sorry. Uh, Grant Imahara? Um, and that was basically like a like a continuation of Mythbusters without Adam and Jamie involved. Um, which was great. I, I really liked that show. Uh, highly recommend it. Hope that it comes back. I mean, I, Mythbusters was always such a fucking fantastic show anyways. Um, and I feel like anything... There's that and there's... Um, now there's something called Savage Builds, which is like Adam Savage's show, and Jamie Heineman. I don't think will ever be on television again because he just is like, I don't care about television. I care about science, and he says it, and his mustache bristles majestically as he exhales the words. <laughs> what a what a Teddy Roosevelt looking motherfucker he is. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking for real, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, well, do you have anything else? I've got nothing. Okay. Because I'm kind of excited about the topic. Um, and I'm, I'm eager to jump in. So um, I think we're going to go ahead and throw the commercial... And then uh, we'll uh, we'll be back with more WG Fada. We lied. We're not getting into the topic. It's more off topic. Deal with it. It's our show. We can do what we want. Captive audience, folks. And then they stop listening. Um, but if they didn't, well, here here's what I'm gonna say. John, did you hear? The, the big news, so we don't have, like, movie news so much anymore, which is why I forgot to talk about it, but we did kind of get movie news this week, and it was a big movie news. Do you hear about this? It involves... No, I don't, I don't think so. It involves my, my favorite characters, uh, DC characters. Um, I figured I'd see something, but I nothing's coming to mind. All right, here it is. You ready? So what is it? So, when Justice League was in production, uh, Batman v Superman had come out, um, and people were like, this movie sucks, and it kind of did. But Zack Snyder um, was still, he was still working on Justice League and building it up and everything, and then, as far as what I've heard and what i think happened was the he was having trouble communicating with the studio in particular mr jeff johns because they didn't like what he did with batman v superman blah 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 blah. and basically they started going around him and they were kind of undermining what he was trying to accomplish then unfortunately and very sadly um zach snyder's daughter committed suicide she was 21 years old and when that happened, 
they said, hey, if you want to step away from the movie, it's okay. We understand. And he said, I think that I probably should. And then they were like, okay, cool. And then they brought in Joss Whedon and they were just like, recut it, tear it all down, make it whatever you want it to be. We'll just put Zack's name on it. And they just kind of, they kind of fucked him over in the midst of a gigantic personal tragedy, like a huge tragedy. And it's just like one of the most evil wrongs that I've seen done by filmmakers, uh, film studios in a long time. Um, Ever since it happened, ever since the fans that liked Zack Snyder's dark tone of the movie um, disowned what they got with Justice League, and the Marvel fans that DC was trying to appease by bringing in Joss Whedon, director of the Avengers, to reconfigure Justice League, all said, nope, fuck you, we don't like your characters, and Justice League didn't do well. Um, All the Snyder fans have been really, really pushing uh, for a director's cut of the film. Um, And it seemed like a pipe dream, and at times people were, like, pretty severely judging them and at times certain members of the Snyder family were fucking immature and disgusting and gross people um but all this time later it's never quieted down and they just came out the other day and they said that there is a cut of the film by Snyder and they're saying it might be something like four hours long, four and a half hours long. Um, and it's going to be coming to HBO Max next year, most likely. And they've given him 20 to $30 million to finish what he started. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. So this is fucking crazy huge news um, for DC fans. And also just a, a, an amazing... An amazing look at, for me, it feels like, a, it feels in a, in a way it feels like justice, you know, because I don't think Zack Snyder was treated very well by the studio. And this all comes from AT&T. Like AT&T bought Warner Brothers after the whole Justice League thing. And now AT&T is like, Zack, you talk to us. Don't talk to the people at Warner Brothers. Talk to us. So he's like going over their head to basically rain down terror. You know, he's just like, I'm in charge now. Fuck you people that fucking squashed me. I'm in charge. And I'm like, I'm very happy for him. Um, I'm happy for the cast because I know a lot of them were really disappointed with what Justice League turned into. Jason, Jason Momoa, who plays Aquaman has always um, from day one, been saying like you guys should see the other one like <laughs> you should see the other one it's fucking great you really know? oh yeah yeah um i know Ray- so he 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 had the whole thing done that just needed to cut and edit it and release it and after he left they just redid the whole thing basically they had the 20 to 30 million dollars is going towards finishing special effects mm-hmm. um it might require some minimal additional filming. Like, That's know, what I was going to ask. It might be like two or three weeks of additional photography. Um, but he, everybody said that the, the version of Justice League that 
the reason they had to bring in Joss Whedon to fix it, everybody said it was because Zack Snyder's movie was completely unintelligible. And now it's pretty obvious that that's not true. With just 20 to $30 million extra and two or three weeks of additional photography, it means that a couple of key scenes were missing. You know, but not that it was unintelligible, that it was a mess, you know. Well, I did see that uh, he said the, you know, the final product that was released used like a very small percentage of what he had done. Yeah, he said about a quarter of what he had done was in the movie. Granted, he's never watched the Joss Whedon Justice League movie, uh, or as people have dubbed it, the Justice League movie. Um the and I, I kind of understand the reasoning. It's like watching somebody fuck your date. You know? It's like not really <laughs> Yeah. Not really your thing. Like I, Some I get people it. are into that. I mean I've done it. It's fine. Um <laughs> not a big deal. Um But I just sort of uh I I just I understand the um the feeling of like the the betrayal and not wanting to really like see it, you know. Um, but it's interesting, and it's interesting too that this announcement comes. And and look, I know that Affleck, he said that he wouldn't do Batman again, and I know that. Um, but I also know that he said that he would like do anything for Zack Snyder. He really, really enjoyed working with Zack and has a lot of respect for him. Um, and I don't know, man, like ahead of this announcement and you know, Affleck doesn't like working out. It's like his least favorite thing to fucking do in the world. Um, ahead of this announcement for like the last month or two, that dude has been getting more and more jacked. And I'm like, he looks like he's back in Batman shape. Like they just had pictures of him walking around with Ana de Armas and like, Jesus fucking Christ, like, he looks like Batman again, 100%. I don't know if it means anything at all. I don't know if he might come back to do a couple of additional things. And I also don't know if, you know, and this is, a, this is the thing where it's, like, more of a pipe dream. Is like, okay, they're letting him finish what he started with the movie, but not what he started with all of the movies. Like, he had a grand plan as to where he was heading with all of this. And... Part of me is like, I wonder if people really like it, they, they've talked about taking it. They either are going to release it in like that long form or they're going to put it together like a mini series. So there'll be episodes of this so you can kind of take it in little digestible chunks, you know. Um, but there's a small part of me that's like, man, if people fucking really like latch on to this, then it's like, do we wind up with like an HBO Max Snyder verse? Where he's, they just say, look, what you did in the movies wasn't really great for this general audience, but it's helping us sell this subscription service. So we're going to let you continue building off of this. And if that does happen, do we get the rest of his story? And if we do get the rest of his story, would Affleck... That was the whole reason that Affleck wanted to do it, was because Zack Snyder said, this is what the story is. Boop, 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 boop. And he gave him all the pieces. And then Affleck was like, okay, yes. I want to do this. So if he's allowed to tell that story in full, unimpeded by studio executives, like, could they lure Ben Affleck back in, you know? Um, because I still feel 
Like he's, I mean, I, Christian Bale's in the best Batman movies, but in terms of somebody who plays the best Batman in terms of characterization, not necessarily the things he does, because Ben Affleck's Batman's just killing people like the fucking Punisher in that movie. But, um, but he just has like the spirit and like the sense of like that brooding world weariness, you know, a heavy heart in there, you know, um, and I just, I still, I, I feel like we didn't see the best Batman that Ben Affleck can do yet. And he's already beaten all the other ones, in my opinion. He's a great Batman. Um, so I don't know, man. It's a very, very interesting shakeup. And I, I needed to talk about it because I, um, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not crazy about every decision that Snyder ever made, but I definitely feel like you know they always talk shit about how warner brothers is like a director's studio like we hired you for a reason you do what you do um and then with Zack snyder they just fucking turned on him so hard and it's uh it was so disappointing to realize that they didn't bring in another director to help finish what he did they brought in another director to dismantle what he did and reassemble it and um you know this this is just a big win, I feel, and everybody that's ever worked with Zack Snyder, they all say the same thing. He's just a genuine, nice guy um, through and through, and um, I'm just very happy for him. So, and excited about excited excited about next year. We're gonna get two fucking two movies featuring Batman next year. It's pretty cool. I see. I hope so. I know if they ever get back to production on the Batman fuckers all right well now i guess we'll fucking talk about the topic yeah i guess So, John, uh, I didn't have any news reports to throw on the front of this one. I just figured I would put together some music, but, I, you know, and it's okay. It's okay. But I, I, I really kind of, uh, you know, if anybody out there wants to contribute music to the show, let us know. Um, <laughs> uh, can I ask you, what the fuck are we talking about today? I thought you'd never ask. Because hmm. today we're talking about... Multi-witness UFO sightings. Yeah. Um, so, multi-witness UFOs. To me, they're like the holy grail of UFO sightings. Um, and part of the reason that I wanted to... Uh, I was thinking about a couple of very, very specific UFO uh, encounters. And... 
also tying into what we had been talking about with the Navy releasing all that information about the fact that they were admitting that they had caught on video um, shit that they don't understand. Uh, <laughs> so uh, to me, these these ones are always the most fascinating to, you know, when I think about ufos a lot of times it's the stories of people that are like they're driving late at night they worked a 12-hour shift they're super tired and they stopped to get a couple of drinks and then when they left the bar they were going down the road heading to home and then all of a sudden they saw something flying in the sky there's nobody around to confirm what they saw but boy do they believe that it happened you know it's always those uh-huh. stories. It's like these these lone people that witness things, you know? I, I, for instance, had a girlfriend that said she saw a UFO. I don't know if she was crazy. It, 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 it's possible. Um, but she was convinced. She was convinced that it happened, you know? And she was, and it wasn't like a, like a scared or panicky. It was just a, I saw something that I don't understand. Um... Have you personally ever seen anything that you don't understand in the sky? It could be classified as a UFO. I'm going to say yes, but I didn't get the sense that I was looking at anything that couldn't be easily explained. Right? You know, that's a that's a thing. Like, I, I felt like, okay, well, maybe they're flares that are falling. But then they went up, and I was like, well, that's fucking weird, because that ain't how gravity works, usually. Um, <laughs> then, you know, but then I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's like a wind current, like a, a strong gust of wind could push something that's small, like a flare, up. So, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what I saw. It was over Salem, Massachusetts. There was a bunch of them, and at the time, it was eerie. But I, I honestly, I have no clue. Um, I, I've never seen anything for sure that I was like, what in the fuck is that? Um, uh, have you? Yeah, I mean, there's always this one thing that comes to mind when I think about UFOs. I would have had to have been younger than 12 years old, let's say. And one night we were playing wiffle ball out of my friend's backyard it was a very clear night, and I looked up, and I saw some flashing lights that seemed to be going around this object that it was, it wasn't circular entirely, but it definitely didn't look like, you know, a normal aircraft. I mean, I was young. This was a long time ago. I could be remembering things differently, but it's just something that, you know, I don't really remember a lot from when I'm a kid, when I was a kid. Mm. But this is something for some reason that just always st- stands out to me. Mm. Seeing something odd in the, in the sky that didn't look like a, you know, a normal aircraft carrier. I, you know, I had never heard this story before, man. This is the first time I knew this about you. You would, you think yeah. you might have seen a UFO. It, you know, it doesn't, it's not something that ever crosses my mind too often uh, mm. when we talk about UFOs. And, you know, I always try and relate things to personal experience and this is just one that for some reason has just stuck into my mind Hmm. 
and you know it's it's weird because we always we, we tend to remember things going differently than they actually went down so it could have just been something completely normal but in my mind what i remember it was something weird and that i couldn't justify being you know like a, a normal aircraft <clears throat> yeah so i don't know <clears throat> did you watch it for very long or did it just yeah yeah did it you guys stop like playing the game the sky. Huh? did you guys stop playing your game um i don't remember if it was like in the middle i look up and it was like hey everyone look at that you know i yeah. think we were just kind of fucking around and it was just something i remember looking up and seeing and it was just like hovering did, did other space. people see it too not that i remember it now you were abducted by aliens man you're, you're like i remember been. seeing the ship and i don't remember any of the events around it. <laughs> i just saw the ship pretty much yeah that's terrifying <laughs> that explains your love of the pokey um because aliens probe you yeah so I, I don't, that, that would explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. Let's put it this way: I I believe that UFOs are real. Um, I believe that they're most likely not from this planet. Most likely. Um, I believe that 99.9% of UFO sightings are easily explained. Uh You know, believe that people are seeing things that are like, you know, you saw like, like the, like the world is changing right now, you know? So like, all of a sudden, there's things in the sky that weren't there before, like drones. And there's people that have seen drones and been like, what the fuck is that? It's too small to be a plane or a helicopter, and it's just floating there. And it's moving up and down, side to side, real fast, and I don't know what it is. Um, so there's people that have seen, like, the, like somebody, there was an article recently of a, somebody saw a police drone. A police drone was revealed to be a UFO you know, so unidentified flying object is identified, you know, um, or I said that fucking backwards. I do this all the time. Unidentified flying object was revealed to be a police drone, not the other yes. way around. Yeah. They had a police drone and everybody was like, oh, it's just a police drone. And then an alien stepped out of it and they were like, holy shit, it's a UFO. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Why do I do that? I'm like dyslexic with ideas. Like I switch them. Um, nah, I knew what you were talking about. But anyways, so I feel like the podcast has made me better at catching myself doing that, though. I feel like I used to do that and not notice. And now I do that and I'm constantly replaying what I said to make sure that the listeners um, get a good show instead of a terrible piece of shit, no good show. Um, are you wearing... John's wearing a thong. Uh, I am wearing a thong. It's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I I think that ninety nine point nine percent of them are bullshit. However, 
And the reason why I wanted to talk about this, quote, multi-witness UFO thing is because these are the ones that feel way too fucking legitimate to be, you know, it was a weather balloon or swamp gas, you know, and especially... You know, it kind of ties into the whole Navy thing. You, the, the, you know, these Navy people are trained, you know, um, the, the, the people of our armed services are trained and they spend a lot of time in environments. Uh, you know, in this case, like in the case of the, the, the Navy footage, it was shot from fighter jets. So, you know, a fighter pilot spends a lot of time in the air. And if they're seeing something that they're like, oh, that's fucking weird. And then they're talking to other people who are confirming what they're seeing, which is happening in the Navy footage. Um, that's pretty outstanding. You know, that 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 seems uh, truly bizarre. Um, and it's like the Holy Grail. It's people that are trained for intense situations and it's people. It's multiple of those types of people seeing those things. So. There was a show on the Sci-Fi Channel, and it was mostly about ghost encounters, mostly. But there's a couple of segments from that show um, that deal with these sort of multi-witness accounts, and, and both of them that I wanted to bring up and talk about on this show are multi-witness ac accounts from uh, law enforcement. Um, so one is about two guys who were uh, helicopter pilots for the police in Kentucky, I think. I should, yes. really, I should really get better at this. Um, and then the other one is called the Trumbull County UFO. And these both are situations where multiple people, multiple trained people, are all like, I don't want you to think I'm crazy, but I see some shit right now, you know? Um, and I just thought it was really fascinating. The show on the Sci-Fi Channel was called Paranormal Witness. I recommend it to anybody that's interested in paranormal shit. It's fucking... It's a creepy show. They do, like, interviews and reenactments with them. And it's um, very, very good stuff. So, John, let's start with, um, you want to start with just the helicopter guys? Yeah, yeah, let's do that one. All right. Um, what did you think of that whole story? Do you want to walk us through kind of like a Sparknotes version of what happens? Yeah, so, I watched these like one after another, mm -hmm. um, to get like a, you know, refresher this morning, but. So this is the one with the car accident, and we have that the kid, right? He's the one who sees something like weird, and yeah. then that's where like the the two policemen and the helicopters they kind of see something over, um, you know, like a wooded area, right? That's that's the one that yeah, it starts out here. yeah, it starts out with like a ghost story, and then transitions yeah, into so the UFO one. It starts off. Starts off with a ghost story, and you know we find out that this this woman and her son got in an accident, and you know the kid survives, but he's you know he's kind of going 
back through the events of that day and he's you know the the car it goes off the road they crash um they hit tree after tree after tree all of a sudden it stops and he sees he says he sees something bright he sees something bright kind of like uh you know like an outline and some apparition or whatever like a bright light and you know after all that happens we kind of go to the story about these two cops they're in the helicopter and they're kind of just doing a patrol they get a uh, report about a, a false burglary mm-hmm. that they go and check out. They find out that, you know, it is indeed false. And then they kind of circle back and then they see something in the woods, you know, and one of the guys says, and this was really odd to me. He says, when did that get there? And he goes, what? He goes, it's like a, a tower with a glowing light on it. And mm-hmm. the other guy is like, where, you know, he doesn't see it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so I shine my light on it. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you, you see something glowing. You shouldn't need to shine your light on it for him to see it unless he was like, hey, it's over in this direction. The guy just wasn't seeing it. I don't know. I thought that was kind of odd. But mm-hmm. they see this thing, and then all of a sudden it starts hovering, and it gets to, to face level with them. And they don't know what it is. It's just this bright light, and it seems like it's kind of feeling them out. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it just fucking, <laughs> they say... It just goes like a mile a second, you know, it's traveling at a speed of what they estimate 600 miles and it just kind of disappears, you know, it just flies off, then it comes back. So they have this thing that they don't know what it is, just like they, they classify as like a bright light, you know, what we would call a UFO. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man, what do you think? About that story? Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Well, here's the thing, right? You have one cop seeing it. Then another cop next to him. Like, yep, I see that too. And then you have a cop on the ground that's like, yeah, I'm chasing it. Like, there's definitely something up there with you guys, you know? And then it's following you, you know? It's like, short of some type of mass... um, Like short of a like a, a a mass psychosis or hallucination, you know, how, how would how what reasonably could be going on there? I I just can't come up with anything. I don't know, man. You know, and and then at one point they say it starts shooting off fireballs. At yeah, them. that seems the zaniest part to me. And I'm like, all right. So the thing starts shooting fireballs at you, but this advanced alien technology that's shooting fireballs just happens to miss multiple I, times. Yeah. So I going so their account, right? Fireballs, bam, bam, going by them. So they're having to swerve and you know, bob and weave to get away from the fireballs, right? So they're and not paying attention to the object anymore. And then when the fireballs, like, when they when the last one goes by them, they finally turn back to look at it, and it's gone. So, I sort of am like, was it distracting them? Like, hey, look at this. Look at this over here, over there, bye. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, because it does seem like if it really wanted to hurt them, it could have done that easily, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, man. It's like, what are, I mean... To hear that story, this guy is new. The, the the guy that spots it is new to the helicopter patrol. 
right? And then, I don't know about the guy on the ground. I don't know what these guys' relationships are to each other, right? But, like, it's like, are they friends? And they just made up this shit just to have a crazy story to tell? But honestly, what what value does it give you? What value does it give you? Like, when you tell somebody... Like, for instance, right? You told me that you saw a UFO, right? Uh-huh. Okay, now... I think you're, I think, I think you're crazy. I'm going to tell everybody that you're crazy and I'm going to make fun of you about it for the rest of your life. All right. What did you gain by telling me that? Didn't gain anything. And I feel like neither of those three gentlemen would gain anything by having a story like this either. Possibly a a TV show segment. (laughs) Yeah. They, they came up with this elaborate lie so that they could get six minutes on a sci-fi show that nobody watched. <laughs> we watched it. <laughs> it would... I already said at the beginning of the show that we're nobodies. I have already stated very yeah, clearly it's... that you and I are nobodies. So that counts. That is very true. <laughs> you make a very good point, sir. Compelling yes. argument. I just, that's checkmate. Bishop to B4. I don't even know if that's a good move. I don't even know if that know, would man. work. People have done crazier things. Yeah. For a little bit of notoriety. I don't know. It's so funny. What, what, okay, what year? Uh, I might have missed it. Do you know what year this this happened? I can check that right now. Hold up. Um, I mean, it should be here, right? Uh, in 1993. 1993. Yeah. Man. Quentin was in office. Um, I don't think he had been blown yet. Um, trying to like set the stage, but really that's all I know about the early 90s. <laughs> that's it. I was three years old, so I couldn't <laughs> tell you. Um, I don't know, man. There's always like... Trying to think of what would motivate people to, to, to say these things, to do these things. Mm-hmm. And like... I don't know. I like I like to shock people. Uh-huh. You know, I like to to troll people. And going back to a time where we don't have social media to do that, it's like, hey man, want to hear this crazy story? <clears throat> and you okay. just fucking make something up and have you know try and draw someone in, and then you laugh about what your buddy's tattoo being like. This person's an idiot. You know, look how gullible they are. <laughs> you know, it's funny too. It's curious to me that most cop cars, and back then this was true too. I mean, now there's cameras everywhere, so it's much more easy to capture things. But Uh cop cars back then had dash cam footage. And it's interesting Uh to me that in the second story, there's audio of people talking over the radio. There's... um, you know, so there, there's some type of documentation of what happened, you know. Um, it's interesting that in that first one, there, there's no dash cam footage of the officer that's chasing the thing. And I don't even feel like we get radio chatter, um, like real radio chatter from the night that it happened either. So it does seem like it kind of did happen in a vacuum. If they didn't call in, they were like, we're being fired at with fireballs, you know. 
So that's weird. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. I don't know what to think about that. But <clears throat> again, this is at least, you know, for me, when you have multiple people all talking about the same things, I, I get more excited. Um, so this is like a little, like a tester. It's a little bit, a little dip in the pond of what it's like to have multiple witnesses and you have to think critically. So I get what you're saying. Um, however, the next one, uh, the next one kicks it up a notch. The, 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 I mean, I don't have too much more to say. This was like a small segment of this show. Um, but the next segment that we want to talk about, it's much more in-depth, and there's much more actual audio from the night that it happened, um, which is fucking fantastic. Very interesting. But uh-huh. uh, it's the Trumbull County UFO, all right? And basically, <clears throat> how this all starts is somebody calls into the police dispatch. Um, This is Ohio, right? Trumbull County, Ohio. Um, Somebody calls in and they say that they have witnessed something falling from the sky. And they say that it was going down at an angle and that it had flames coming out the back. And... All the people at the dispatch start to prepare for what they think might be a plane crash. Um, But then more calls start coming in, right? More citizens are calling into the show, uh, to, sorry, (laughs) are calling into the dispatch. Um, I think the next one they talk about was, it was a mother and a daughter that were seeing something. And they're saying that it was like purple light coming out of the back of it. Um, But sure enough, this starts to turn into a thing where, like, a bunch of people are all calling in with the same stories. There's something in the sky. There's something in the sky, and it's all geographically centered around the same general area. Um, And it starts to turn into something where the woman who's working the police dispatch finally is like, okay, I should probably contact an officer just to go look to see what's going on. And she does... And he goes out, and then he starts seeing it, too. Um, And we'll get into the rest of this as we go, but at least for the start of this story, um, what do you think about that, John? Like, all these people calling in um, with the same general story. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I was watching it, and the dispatcher, she... She was like kind of like laughing and making a joke about it. And mm. she was like, yeah, 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 UFO, this and that. Like, mm. don't worry, you'll be the first to call if we see anything. And then it's like they start getting more and more calls. And then, like you said, they start taking it a bit more serious. Mm. So, and this, this audio was, was actual recordings from the events that apparently took place. I believe so, yes. Yeah. I can, I can do some double checking, but yes. Yeah. I mean, it is weird, you know, like I said, it's, it's the ones with the multiple witnesses and the multiple, you know, multiple people claiming the same thing that kind of gets you like, okay, I'll bite, you know, mm-hmm. um, it would have to take, 
some coordinated planning with like a bunch of people, you know, to get everybody involved to, to you know set something like this up. Mm-hmm. But then even having the police officer say that he sees something and that he's 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 going to check it out and just what he experiences, it's it is weird. It is weird. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Yeah, you know, this one, this one I'd look into more deeply than the previous one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna try to like while we're talking, I'm gonna try to find out exactly um exactly exactly whether or not the um that stuff was real recordings or not. I'm pretty sure it was though. I feel like I've read that once before. Um but I'll kind of keep it on the back burner while we're talking. But yeah, I for me this is interesting because it's like, okay, so you have, all right, let's, let's say it's a hoax, right? Cause it is all in the same geographic coal area, right? So let's say that a neighborhood decided we're going to, we're going to call the cops at this time on this night and say that we're seeing something in the sky, right? Like, all right, cool. So they do that. But here's the thing. They get police to go out to the scene and they start seeing shit too. So now it's like, well, wait a minute. So now it's the neighborhood plus a cop. But then it's like the neighborhood plus a couple cops. And then it's like uh, the neighborhood plus a couple of police precincts. Because what starts to happen, right, is this thing starts to take... Basically, the, the, the officer that arrives, she called him on his cell phone because she didn't want this to get picked up by everybody. She was trying to keep it kind of contained, which is a smart move. Um, because then you're going to get flooded, like if anybody's listening to the radio, which is easy to do, you're going to get flooded with all these calls, you know, and it's going to get muddled. So she called the officer on his cell phone and told him the situation and had him go out to, um, you know, to take a look. And when he arrives, um, he's greeted by a man. The man saying that there was something hovering over his house and that he's, like, pretty fucking concerned about it. <laughs> Which is reasonable. Um, and basically, uh, you know, he drives down the road and then he spots it too. And he winds up having his car experience a mechanical, um, experience a mechanical and electrical failure. So everything in his car just fucking stops. And then a light from this thing that's hovering above him shines down onto his cruiser. And he gets out and he's looking up at the thing and he's watching it. And then it just starts, the light turns off and it moves away from him. And he, his car comes back on, everything's fine. Um, the dispatch was panicked because they couldn't get a hold of him, so they didn't know if he was safe or not. Um, but he goes back on the radio and he's like, I'm just going to need a minute. Need a minute to just digest everything that I just saw. Um, and when the UFO leaves the area, now it's 
it's gotten out that there's something happening. Um, and now more police officers start reporting it. And now more police officers from other precincts. So, like, from up to, I think she said from up to, like, five or six miles away, people were starting to see this thing flying through the air. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, it's very odd. Funny because the people that would call in, you know, they said it was, you know, they scrubbed lights as purple. Mm-hmm. But the police officer, when he was on the way, he, he was saying that he was seeing red lights. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously, you know, there could just be more than one mm-hmm. color coming off of it, whatever it was. But it was just—it was interesting to hear that they were seeing something, but reporting two different two different things, and I guess the two different colors isn't like a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, i and it, it keeps changing. Eventually, like the there's a cop that climbs a water tower, and he gets the closest to it, and when he sees it, he says, um. He says that it's like a Simon Says. Like, there's red, blue, yellow, and green on this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of it. I guess it was December 14th, 1994, that this one happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I don't know. It's, it says that... It sounds like these are real, these are real audio. Um, this is real audio from that night. Yeah. Just fucking crazy. I mean, and it's just the the amount of people that are all seeing the same shit. Um, you know, and it's, it's just, it's bizarre. It's really strange. And they, they, they talked about something they thought was hanging from the bottom of whatever this was. And some people said it kind of looked like a parachute hanging from the bottom of it, which uh-huh. is another bizarre detail that I don't quite understand. I don't, I don't get what that is. Um, but I don't know, man. The, the whole UFO discussion is fascinating and so vast. And I think that, like, this is the only way, like, I feel like this is another one of those, like, paranormal type topics that we're going to have to keep coming back to, looking at different cases looking at different angles on all of this. Um, uh-huh. I know that she, the woman, I, I really, I really am bad with this, but I, I need to like write down names so that I can refer back to these poor people. Um, I know that the officer was named Malero. Sergeant. Yes. Sergeant Toby Maloro, sorry, Maloro, um, and the dispatcher, I need to find her name, but to me, they seem pretty legit, like, I don't, I don't sense too much bullshit out of them, uh-huh. do you feel that way, too? Yeah, 
definitely when you, especially when you compare it to the to the last uh, episode of Paranormal Witness that we watched, that mm-hmm. go like UFOs. You know, this one seems more legit. Mm-hmm. You know, in comparison, because like, you know, I get a ton of reports about people seeing UFOs, and you know, mm-hmm. when you're comparing stories, I'm, I'm favoring more so this one. Yeah, um, I found her name. Her name is Roy Ann Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just, they seem like they were pretty genuine and that they just didn't understand what was happening. Roy Ann, uh, she's very smart in how she handles it too. She calls the, an air base. She tries to keep it in the realm of reasonable. She calls an air base and she's like, Hey, what the fuck? You're like, do you have anything flying around kind of low? And the guy at the airbase is saying that he doesn't see anything on his radar within a 60 mile radius. So whatever this thing, they, here's the thing. You, you have two, you have two possibilities and they touch on this too. Like neither of them wants to say aliens. Um, and the officer believes firmly that the airbase was up to something that night. Um, he said that he thinks they know and he wants them to tell him what it was that was flying in the sky. And that speaks to the idea that there's two possibilities. It's either alien, and it's not really not supposed to be there, or uh-huh. it's something that they're trying to keep secret from the airbase. So they're, you know, calling the airbase and being like, uh, is, do you guys have anything flying? And they're like, nope, nothing's in the sky for a 60-mile radius because they're lying about something. But then you'd have to say, well, what? what type of craft are they lying about? Because Royanne actually, I don't know how she managed to fucking do this. And it's funny because when they say it says Royanne Rudolph, former 911 dispatch, um, I don't know how her career ended with them, but I feel like the night that she just fucking left her post at the dispatch so that she could go look at a UFO, I, I feel like, uh, hmm, uh, you can't do that. Um, but she actually called like another officer to, um, to pick her up because she was like, I need to see this fucking thing. And unfortunately she does get out there, but this cop is apparently a fucking douchebag and doesn't believe in ladies first. So he's the one with the binoculars that gets to look at the thing up close before it takes off. Um, so she, she only sees it from a very far distance, but when she talks about the way that it leaves the scene, it left the scene like classic UFO gone you know um like in an instant it just flew i think she said it flew off towards uh the west i believe she said um so to me what type of aircraft do we have that's moving that fucking fast because she said it was like it was there and then gone you know, with just like the faintest idea of what direction it had headed in, you know? Uh-huh. So, <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know how to, I don't know how to feel about that. Like either, if it, if it's us, then there's technology that enables flight at like supersonic speeds that we don't know anything about, or this was from without, you know, this was not from here at all. Yeah, and this was like twenty six years ago. Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I do believe that there's like there's a lot of technology out there that we don't know about, mm-hmm. some type of advanced technologies. But even that far back, hmm. I mean, you know, if if we were working on something that was just out of this world, there's a lot of reasons we wouldn't come out with it. You know, we'd keep it secret mm-hmm. unless we, until we were ready to to make it known. Because you know, obviously, you got people who are trying to copycat things or steal technology. You know, you got mm-hmm. people who take pride in their work and their ego gets in the way. And like, I don't want anybody coming close to the work that I've done or that we've done. Mm-hmm. So I can see why they wouldn't be like, Hey, here's this cool shit that we've worked on that, you know, we don't quite have reason to, uh, make known yet. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely things that are going on that we don't know about. Yeah. I mean, from that perspective, it's like, okay, so we have something secret that we don't want people to know we have, um, but we also can't say that it's aliens because we'll cause a panic, even though that would be the best, like, it would be best to be like, we don't know what the fuck it was. We think it probably was aliens because then nobody would know that you had it, um, but you would cause panic. So it's like, okay, so what's the best avenue? And it's like, you would just not talk about it. Right? Uh-huh. But that's where... That's where, you know, that's where, like, the Navy footage that was released, like, those weeks ago that we talked about a couple of times, but it's like, that Navy footage is so interesting in terms of its placement. Like, they don't come out and tell us that it's... They don't... They come out and they tell us, yes, it's an unidentified flying object. We have no idea what it is, all right? But we have experienced things in the sky that don't make sense. But they choose to tell us that at a time when none of us give a fuck. There is so much shit going on right now that's real-world grassroots. We don't have time to fucking dream about shit. But fucking the Navy just said... That UFOs are fucking real. Mm-hmm. Like they said it. A government agency said that UFOs are real. That's fucking huge. That should be the only thing we're talking about. But we're not. Because of the, the time. It was, it's, uh-huh. a, it's a devilish tactic. It's like by the time everything is settled with coronavirus, no one's even going to fucking remember... That they said it. And that's the thing that's, like, really weird to me. Like, we're living in a world where, like, that news is barely news. Like, it's already been pushed to page six. Nobody's even fucking talked about it. The Navy went out and I didn't hear anybody talk... Anybody. I heard nobody say anything about it. Except us. But I'm like, what is up there? And also, following along that... let's, let's, Let's frame it back. To where we were a minute ago. Okay, so if we have a technology, right, that we're trying to keep secret, we just wouldn't talk about it, right? If we thought they were unidentified flying objects, we wouldn't talk about it because we don't want to cause a panic. But we talked about it. So what does it mean? Right? Like, we wouldn't comment on stuff that was our own shit, Uh right? And 
they released this information during a panic anyways. We're already panicked. So they're telling us, to me, if I'm, if I'm following through on the logic of all this, they're telling us that they have interacted with things in our skies, in our airspace, that they know nothing about. And they've chosen the time to tell us right now when we're all too concerned about real world things that we could brush up against every day to be worried about things that 1% of the population might see once in their lifetime. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, why now? It's like, what do they gain from it? Nothing. I, I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out, but I think it's an admission. Because if, if why would they release footage of something that was their own top secret flying vehicles? It's not like, like if, a, if a Navy official was like, I want to release this stuff. Well, then we would talk like there's probably some levels involved in like communicating like with the Air Force and be like, you guys don't have like uh, silver balls that shoot through the sky at unimaginable speeds, do you? And the Air Force would have been like. Yes, we do. Why? And they'd be like, because they want to release it. And the Air Force would be like, fucking no. That's our secret thing. You know? But that isn't what... That's not how, what happened. That's not what happened. So to me, it's like they're, they're admitting that it's not their secret flying vehicles, which was always a good... Um, a good, like, scapegoat kind of story for this. You know? That's the best... That's the best excuse for people seeing UFOs that you can have. Like, because people are like, oh, I saw a big metal cigar shaped object in the sky. And then the government's like, it was swamp gas. You know, it's like, no, it fucking wasn't, you asshole. No, it was a, it was a <laughs> fucking metal. It wasn't some ethereal fucking mist. You know, it was a metal object. So to me, they just they just destroyed their best you know, their best excuse as to why people were seeing weird shit in the sky. You know? Yeah, I mean, I just can't help but feel like we're being fucked with. By who? You know? I don't know, man. Hmm. You know, I'm not saying it's like one way or another, but... You know, when, when you're when you're with a group of people who are powerful, you know, when, you, when you're either included in that or associated with a group of people who have the most power in this world, and after a while, you just, like, get bored, maybe? I don't know. You're like, you could just do whatever you want. You know, you're pretty much, you're like the closest thing to God on Earth. Yeah, like, let's just fuck with people. I mean, that's like a totally out of left field ignorant thought right there. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, when you have everything and you have complete control, you know, why not fuck with people? I guess, but then you're destabilizing the hierarchy that you've built. Like that you're, right, right. you'll destabilize the hierarchy that you climbed to the top of. And I'm not saying that that's what's happening 
Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about. I'm just throwing out ideas mm-hmm. and just, just you know, just thinking about things. Yeah. I mean, it's important to try to, you got to look at this from all different angles, you know, and it is interesting. Like, it does seem, if at any other time, I, I, like, I'm so, I'm so, like, blown away about it. If at any other time, one of the, one of the branches of our armed services came out and was like, we saw UFOs, and it's official, we saw UFOs. Like, the whole fucking planet would be talking about that shit. Yep. But it's like they chose, like, this gigantic <laughs> pandemic. John has COVID-19. Um, they, chose this, they chose this gigantic pandemic um, to, to release this information. And I feel like... I, I, I feel like it's like this beautiful smokescreen to, you know... Uh-huh. But uh, again, it's not like the information will just disappear. So, like, I mean, uh, uh, barring like here, here's the thing: is if the government, when the government, <laughs> I've always felt like the government's gonna tell us that aliens are real, right? When the aliens are like a second away from destroying the planet, you know, that's the <laughs> point where they're gonna be like, so before we go, aliens are real, blam. That's it. That's the whole, like, if they, if you ever get confirmation that aliens or UFOs or any of that shit is real, it's going to be right before a catastrophe. So, you know, when they said it was real, I was like, maybe COVID-19 is worse than I thought it was. Like, maybe it's going to kill everybody. Because it seems like that's the last thing that these fucking people would ever do, you know? Um... But now, you know, it's out there and it seems like COVID-19 people are recovering from. So it's going to be interesting to see what the world, because I still feel like we have not heard what the world thinks about the Navy admitting that UFOs are real. I still feel like that has not happened. And I feel like once COVID-19 relaxes, I, I'm, I'm curious to see where the conversation about all of this fucking shit goes. Because it is, it is fascinating to me to see, you know, it's fascinating already just to, just to look at the world and realize that nobody, it seems like nobody cares about this information. Right. It's like once this all settled that, settles down, someone's just going to be like going for a nice walk and they're like, wait a second. <laughs> like six months ago, <laughs> <laughs> fucking UFOs were... Uh, confirmed to be real <laughs> and then they're just gonna go up and be like so are we gonna talk about this now or what well isn't it like to me it seems like a much more like mind-blowing mind because remember these military guys are the guys that were like weather balloon you know swamp gas it was a bird you know like these are the guys that like forever have been saying nope, 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 and now they're coming out and they're like, "Yeah, I don't know what yep. we saw. I have no fucking clue what that was. I don't know." That that to me, I'm like, okay, it feels like a paradigm shift, but it's still like, it's like that information should have caused a massive change in the way that the public and the world is talking about UFOs. 
and it has yet to happen because we're preoccupied. We're all busy. But I'm fascinated to see when we're not busy how that shift really goes, you know? And if we have more people that now... Now it's like, well, if the Navy's saying it, you can't say that the fucking Navy's crazy, right? So now the people that were maybe like, well, I saw some shit that was fucking horrifying. I have no idea what happened. I have no idea what it was, but I ain't going to say shit because I don't want people to think I'm crazy, right? Now those people, maybe they feel emboldened. Maybe they're like, you know what? If the Navy says they're real, then I'm going to tell you this story, you know? Maybe we hear more reports come in. And, you know, there's probably going to be bullshitters, you know, that tell you that they saw, you know, there was a fleet of 60 of them flying over my street. It was like a parade. It lasted three hours. And nobody else saw it but me, you know? Like, there's probably going to be stories like that, but... I saw it. Remember my name. My name is John Callahan, and this happened at this time, and I'm the only one who saw it. Put it in the news. All attention, all eyes on me. He was playing wiffle ball at the time. Yeah. That's what I was doing, man. Like, any normal kid would. And all of a sudden, bam, there it is. You know, I'm, I'm always, like, I get depressed when I look up at the sky. Because I look up at the sky, and I never see anything that, like, I can't explain. I always see shit that's like, yep, mm-hmm. It's all pedestrian. It's like, oh, it's a bird. No, oh, it's a plane. A helicopter. You know? I've never looked up in the sky and just saw something that completely fucking blew my mind and I, I want that I want that experience I want to see something in the sky that changes my life you know I've seen video I've seen photographs I've heard witness testimony about shit that's supposed to be up there but I've never actually seen it and I I, I would kill for that opportunity man I, I want to see all the paranormal shit I don't want to get hurt don't want to get hurt that's it like I would like to see Bigfoot but I would like him to be like, I would rip your leg off, but I have an appointment. And then he just leaves. And I'm like, holy yeah. shit, Bigfoot <laughs> is real and he speaks English. You know, yeah. it'd be fascinating. And he's off to get a pedicure. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a, is a, it's a big job. That's like a three man job. A Bigfoot pedicure. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't know. Um, but I definitely think like, you know, we talked about the air base and stuff, but there are also reports of air bases, nothing on their radar, all of a sudden being like, why is there a glowing orb over our air base? You know, like all of a sudden realizing that they're being watched by something that's invisible to our technologies and stuff. So we should talk about those sometime too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The the multi-witness UFOs, and especially when they're multi-witness amongst... Like, if, if me, you, and Chris all were like, we saw a UFO, it's like, yeah, but we've been friends for years. So the idea of us lying, you know, it, you know, it's possible that the three of us would be like, yeah, let's just tell everybody we saw UFOs. <laughs> but it's like, that Trumbull County one is fucking crazy. Because it just is like, every... It's like a bunch of citizens calling in, the police dispatch, the police officers, and then other police precincts. All of these people seeing the same fucking thing, you know? And it's like, I'm sure Trumbull County, Ohio, 
is filled with a bunch of like relatively small close-knit communities but i just i just don't think that everybody would fucking lie about it you know it just seems way too yeah, genuine you know, man it's just i just feel like we'd hear about this stuff more often if it was happening you know we have aircrafts in the air all the time people flying all the time like all over the world and like you think that someone <clears throat> would see something on a more consistent basis, you know? Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of damages that come with it, man. Because if, if you, if you think that you're, if you think that people think that witnesses to UFOs are insane, right. And you're a pilot for a major airline. The last thing you want to do is go to your bosses and be like, Hey, you know what I saw the other day? A UFO. Mm You don't want to say that because if you say that, that's the end of your career. They'll, they'll, they'll be like, we think you're insane and we don't want you flying 300 people through the air, you know? So it's like there's a, there's a lot on the line in terms of your your life, you know? You could say that shit, but you ain't going to be a pilot no more. It's tough. Yeah, that's true. It is risky. Yeah, I feel like if we can destigmatize, you know, seeing those things, we might stand a better chance of actually hearing more of those stories. You know, there is a there was an airline pilot that got pretty much shit canned based on the basis of you know his eyewitness testimony of UFOs. Um, so there there is danger um, in your career uh to doing something like that admitting something like that mm-hmm. but I, I do feel like you know going back to these witnesses who are you know they are officers of the law um they are agents of a governmental system and they are trained um you know it, those, those are the stories that mean the most to me and they tie in nicely with the Navy admitting that they don't know what they picked up. And, and that also goes a long way to that whole destigmatization of uh, UFO reports. So I think we're, we're going to be seeing an interesting, I, 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 I would like to think that the culture around UFOs is going to change a little bit where more people are curious instead of just writing off other people as insane. You know, I think curiosity could be really important for future developments in that kind of genre of conversation, you know? Right. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, yeah. no, um, I'm good. All right. I mean, it's going to be an interesting next, <sighs> it's going to be interesting moving forward, <laughs> just in general. Yeah. You know. It's definitely a weird time. There's a lot of different yeah. facets of things going on, and I, I do, I don't know, I'm just fascinated to see. I, I really hope that this UFO conversation grows after COVID wraps up its show, you know? Because I just, mm-hmm. there's something, like that, I don't know, it's a weird time. Very strange. I don't know what to think. 
But anyways, I guess we'll close out the show, huh? Yeah, man. I think we can put a bow on this one. All right, guys. Um, nice. This is a nice, tight episode. This is pretty, pretty concise. Um, we just want to say thank you to all of our listeners in the U.S., Ireland, uh, uh, the U.K., uh, who, where else are we about? New Zealand, Australia, uh, Jordan. Um, I'm going to miss somebody. I'm going to feel terrible. South Korea. Um, is there any place else? Oh, Canada. Um, oh, good. Okay. Oh, Canada. Um, yes. Um, Italy? Did you say Italy? Italy. Yes. Italy. That's a good one. Germany? We said Germany. Germany. Right? Fuck yeah, Germany. Germany. Um, I think that's everybody. Thank you to all you fucking people. You're the best. You're the best. The bestest. Alright, and we'll see you all. Well, I mean, we won't see you. We won't even hear Take you. Take care. But you'll hear us. Yeah, we won't see you. No. You'll hear us next week. Alright? We don't know what we're talking about yet. We would give you a teaser, but... For... We don't plan this shit. Not really. We kind of mm. do, though. I don't know. Uh, we just fucking go with the flow, man. Go with the fucking flow. Because we, we never know what the fuck we're talking about. So we got to stay on brand. It is on brand. We're really... that That's something we are good at. We are always on brand. So anyways, <clears throat> coming from the WT Fada Doomsday Bunker, I have been Ron, and this has been also uh, John, and... Uh, <laughs> I'm essential, and he is not. So, have a good day, everybody. Love you. Love you. Bye. This episode was once again brought to you by ron-iii-art.redbubble.com. Head over there, check out the WT Fada collection. We got a bunch of different merchandise from the show. And, uh, you know, if you see something you like, pick it up. Helps us out a ton, and uh, we definitely appreciate it. And, uh, hey, send us some some shots of it. Some shots of your merch, okay? All right. Bye, guys.